0: Welcome to Destination CMO, a podcast about growth, business, and the power of marketing with your host, Vincent Phamvan, a three-time chief marketing officer, member of the Forbes Communication Council, and a 40 Under 40 award recipient. On this show, we invite our guests to share the most important stories happening today in business and tech, told through the lens of a senior marketing leader. If you enjoy this episode, don't forget to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Our guest today is Lisa Joy Rosner. She's the SVP of Brand and Digital Marketing at Oracle. And Lisa Joy is a metrics-driven leader. She has over 20 years of executive experience marketing at big data analytics solutions for both public as well as startup companies in the MarTech, Autotech, IoT, security, big data analytics, e-commerce space, the intersection of all of the things and places that I love. Previously she served as the CMO at other brands, launching exciting new categories in Auto Tech and even led a major brand transformation at NewStar. Lisa, thank you so much for joining us today.
0: Thank you for
2: having me, Vincent. It's really great to meet you.
1: So I want to kick off by like understanding, you know, early in your career, you know, you sometimes have a picture of where you want to, what you wanna, where you wanna start your career. Like what did you think you were going to do in your career and How is that different from the path that you actually took?
2: It is so different, but also not. So I originally, my ambition was to be a literature professor. So I was a total bookworm. I used to read incessantly. I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do. And my grandfather always said, follow your passion. And so my passion was literature and I was an English major. And I took a bunch of communication courses and I took believe it or not, randomly, some document design courses, and just really focused on being a great student and learning as much as I can. And my original ambition was to go pursue PhD and teach. But I came to Silicon Valley, and I was living right by, believe it or not, Oracle. And I had just come from living in New Zealand and a friend of mine said well you did well in college and oracle likes to hire people who did well in college so why don't you just send in your resume and so you asked, like was this a deliberate thing what ended up happening was my resume landed on the desk of someone in hr who was about to go to new zealand mm. and she probably called me in just to get some travel tips which she did get and she said to me you know you smart and you see things uh, in a way that that we don't always think about here you know uh, as engineers the head of marketing needs an assistant and so why don't you meet him maybe maybe this would be a good fit and it was an instant fit like we clicked and so I start instead of becoming a literature professor I started my high-tech career as the admin to the head of marketing at Oracle and while I was working for him, I decided that I wanted to do what he does. And so I made myself available to all of his direct reports and said, "You know, let me help you, let me do special projects for you. And then I mapped out a plan for how I was ultimately gonna get into that role and, and, and deliberately went step-by-step step to go do that. Now, to answer your question, how is it different? Well, I wanted to be a teacher and my philosophy as a marketer is that if you educate the consumer, you add value to their business day, you teach them something through your thought leadership, through your communications, they will build trust in your brand. And when they are ready to become a customer, they will go to the brand that that has built trust with them. So it kind of all okay. comes
1: full circle. And you've gone full circle, you know, like spending time there working at smaller startups, coming back, leading large larger teams at larger organizations, as you're looking for different opportunities, different products, different services to market. Like how do you think about like what ideal fit for you is for that stage of your career, that time and that moment in time?
2: I really love big challenges. And I love to be at the forefront of innovation. Uh So if you look at my career, which is a bit of a tapestry, the thing that everything I've done has in common is data and analytics at the core of the technology, because even though I was an English major, I'm a data geek, and big innovation. So I have launched companies, created categories, and been part of big, big revolutions in technology innovation. And that's been a, a like sort of a product market fit for me of what I'm looking for, a uh, big challenge, big innovation. Or when I've been at really big organizations leading large teams, it's been a transformation where a big innovation is coming out of an already established company. And it takes all kinds to make the world go around. So depending on what really works for your personality and your life and what gets you excited, there really is something for everyone. And, and I think for some people, you just have to test and see what you like. Not everybody has the appetite for what, what you love, which is just that grueling early days. I've been there. It's it's so much fun and it's exhausting.
1: It is fun and it's exhausting and it's not for everybody.
2: It's tr- all trial and error, right? Hmm, let's see <laughs> if this works. Oh, that worked. Oh, wait, that didn't work. Yeah. Until Until you really fine tune it. Some people are wired for that. Some people aren't, and so I think when thinking about what is the right fit for you, uh, it it really is thinking about what drives you, what motivates you, and what kind of environment you want to be in.
1: And right fit for you could also be right fit for you in that moment of time. Correct. I have right now. I have a three-year-old daughter and a ten-month-old daughter, (laughs) and you know the previous before the pandemic, you know, I was a road warrior. Yeah. Maybe there will be a time in the distant, distant future where that amount of travel could be a fit or maybe with the pandemic, you know, the, that amount of travel just doesn't exist. Um, yeah, yeah. distant future, but
2: you, you make a really good point. And, um, I mentioned that I started Oracle. I mapped out this plan because I wanted to be ahead of marketing and I reached that pretty quickly. I I mean, I, some of it was just, being really focused and working really hard and and just the timing of the dot-com, the first wave of the dot-com era, gave afforded me the opportunity to become the head of marketing and launch a company at the age of 29. Mm -hmm. And so then I set a new path for myself and I wanted to be a CEO. And I was like, okay, this is what I'm gonna do. Now that I did all of these jobs and I'm the head of marketing, I wanna go run marketing and sales and then I wanna go run operations, then I'm gonna be a CEO. And when I was in the middle of that journey and I was a public company CMO, I met my husband. And then I had four kids in four years. And my entire plan that I set for myself changed because my life changed. Just like you, I had a bunch of kids in diapers, right? Mm -hmm. One of my uh, philosophies is that it's really important to make a plan for yourself that can flex because you never know what's going to happen in life, in your personal life and in the economy and just the overall world. And so I think flexibility and resilience, But it's about being able to flex and move and change and not say, well, I, you know, I'm on this path, I have to stay on this path. You can always change the path that you're on.
1: I love that because you're right. I think a, I think a lot of like new college grads put a lot of pressure on themselves in picking the major and picking the first job after college, but no decision there is permanent. And
2: Absolutely not. And, um, and also, what you study doesn't necessarily lock you in. Um, I have hired literally thousands of people throughout my career, and some of the best marketers studied anthropology, archaeology. Mm-hmm. History, psychology, because yeah. at the core of marketing, it's understand we're not marketing and as b two b marketers, we are not marketing to an office building. We are marketing to a human being who has a heartbeat, who has passions, who has ambitions. And if you understand who those people are and figure out how to make that connection that I was talking about, that that's that's three quarters of the challenge. And then you add all the math and the mechanisms. and so, you don't have to study marketing to become a great marketer.
1: I completely agree with that. Um, and it's not necessarily a consideration for me as I'm as I'm hiring, whether it's direct report to really anybody on the marketing team, you know, I, I'm really looking at learning agility as being like a really high trait because, you know, whether you've learned it in the past or you have not, learning agility is going to determine whether you have the appetite and the and the ability to be able to pick it up you know, in the future. And I, I remember, you know, young in my career, I was a communication studies major, went to school to go into broadcast uh, journalism, didn't end up doing that. Um, You're doing it right here. <laughs> this is new age media. Welcome. Yeah, welcome.
2: Is, and welcome have, to the Lisa Vincent show. You've got the voice. <laughs>
1: um, well, thank you. Um, yeah. The, and, and, you know, like I remember early in my career because the, the communications program at UCLA is, uh, it's a lot of psychology and it's a lot of sociology uh work and you know the the area that i had to strengthen was analytics yeah and you know i still remember like sitting down with somebody in finance at one point and i was just like hey like walk me through how you actually built that model on excel and you know staying humble and just continuing to learn and i think i think that that continues to to happen even throughout your career because uh now you know if you're if you're a senior leader and uh and you're, you know, marketing in a world where you're marketing to millennials or Gen Z, you know, you might not know everything about TikTok. And so times are changing. Like for you, like what are you, what are you seeing as the trends right now and going into twenty twenty three? And like what are, the, what are the big trends that you think marketers should be looking at? I think
2: that the trend right now, given the economic conditions, are really to be very, very finally focused on what is now being called revenue operations, you have to ask yourself the question, if we do this, will it help the sales force sell? In this economy, you have to be in complete lockstep with your sales leaders and really have an agreement on what the team needs and how you are going to fill their funnel yep. with, with truly good leads and nurture them. Now, This is something we always need to be thinking about. But with the state of the economy, being very, very clear that everything you're doing directly maps to revenue is more important than it's ever been. And I think that there are lots of different strategies. Um, We we even mentioned it earlier. I think that ABM is really going to, have its have its true day like it's true golden age right now and i think looking at your marketing mix and really fine tuning it and really back to your point earlier getting your metrics lined up really seeing how all the different pieces fit together you can't just launch a social campaign and say success if you connect the dots between that social campaign and your website activity and your conversion rates. And so it's looking at all the pieces, how they fit together and how ultimately are they going to help sales sell?
1: That makes so much sense because, you know, like I'm the first thing that comes to mind, I was thinking ABM as well, getting really, really targeted in what you're going after. And I would even say taking that another step, combining ABM with understanding intent and understanding, you know, like, is this going to be a deal that's two years out? That's three years out? Because that might not be the one that makes sense right now. If you know, we have opportunities where the intent is already there, and they're they're potentially in an active buying uh, scenario in the next few months.
2: Another thing that we need to be thinking about is that over the last almost three years, all of our event based marketing mm-hmm. moved to this. What we're doing here. What <laughs> people have to remember is that our business consumers, we have changed the way that we have engaged with them over the last three years. And when I say that you have to look at your marketing mix, we do have to figure out how live interactions refactor into our marketing plans. Um, What what we were doing um, before the pandemic was moving to really small, highly targeted, events that um, really were anywhere from, let's call it, even five to 20 people in a room of the most highly qualified prospects. Right. Um, And then there's also the big event marketing. Are we gonna go back to running our own programs? Are we going to go to the third party events? And I think one of the things that marketers are really struggling with now is, given the state of the economy, um, are people gonna come to our events? How do we integrate them back into our marketing mix for really the ultimate efficacy?
1: And, the, and during the pandemic, like without all of the large trade shows, brands and companies were forced to take this very specific approach and really, for many of them, evolve their strategies.
2: Yes.
1: And, you know, when I, with the lens that I'm looking through now, I'm not sure that the cost of the large booths and the production and the technology no. and uh, all of that even makes sense in no. this n- now new world where we can get laser pointed at exactly who a good fit would be.
2: I I agree. I agree a hundred percent. And so it really it's going to be about balance and what we do when we meet people Mm face-to-face, but the other thing to be thinking about, uh, and this is something that I've been really spending a lot of time at at Oracle, is we are now in a phase where the generations are shifting. And so um, a lot of the big decision-makers are retiring Mm -hmm. and the next generation of leaders are stepping into um, mid-level and senior executive roles. And more and more, True digital natives—they're the early digital immigrants, you know, of, of uh, Gen X. But tr- mm-hmm. true digital natives are stepping into leadership roles, uh, and their sensibilities are different. The way they consume content is different. The way they expect to be sold to and um, engaged with is completely different. And so, I think marketers need to really more than ever. Truly get to know their target personas and who they are, what makes them tick, and how to communicate with them. These long eBooks—they're not happening anymore, (laughs) right? Everything we have to have like little micro content, so that that's that's easily digestible and yet still very valuable. Because there's a new generation of leaders coming in, and we have to engage with them differently.
1: Yeah, and the the attention span, quite frankly is 100% different as well. And, it and is. you know, you're seeing it across YouTube shorts, Insta- Instagram reels, TikToks, like these are shorter micro content, as you describe them. And like, I, I really still think that there's a, there's a place to create the long form content. But man, if you don't have the strategy of taking that and breaking it up into 200 different pieces of content, be
2: doable,
1: yeah. yeah, that, you know, I think it's still it's it's hard to get to true thought leadership if you're only doing that micro content and you don't have a broader strategy behind it. But you can still do the the research and the and the methodology of the of the longer report. But man, you better be sending that out in, in different uh, types of nuggets because you're right. And I think the other area that's changing too that that you mentioned is is the buyers' expectations are changing. You know the it's not uncommon now for a lot of uh, a lot of B two B SaaS companies. On their website their primary call to action is not book a demo with a long form that you're filling out you know their demos are on demand there there's websites now where you can even type in your own company's url and if they're selling a digital widget that goes on your site it just goes and you can see exactly what it looks like uh on your site in your colors in your brand and and they're walking you through that before even the first the first call
2: yeah i think um we've we've played around with progressive profiling So each time you interact, you get like a little bit more information because people really, I mean, all they want to do is give you one, fill out one or two lines on form Mm -hmm. and then get what they want. We experimented a lot with just not even making, like putting our content out there, not like not even not gating it, not gating it at all, just so that, because if the content is great, Mm -hmm. then people will engage and they'll come back. Yep. Yep. So uh, that that has changed, but, but there's a lot that's changed. And I think, I think the bigger companies are still figuring out which social channels they should be on. And remember how we were talking about, you know, if I do this, will it help sales sell with some of the more, I'll call them, you know, brand related programs, they can really have a rising tide effect. You put out, I'll give you an example. We, we, uh, have this wonderful partnership with oracle red bull racing and yes there's a gorgeous logo on the vehicle it's, it's definitely there and it's super sexy but the whole story is a technology story uh-huh. uh, there's an input impl- there's there's a lot of technology that that oracle red bull racing is using that is giving them a competitive advantage and that's why they're winning a lot of their games now yeah. We have lots of content that shows the real-time simulation and shows the video, but we also did something really fun with the drivers where Uh we put them in little go-karts and they drove around our campus and they just had so much fun. And it was a really amazing video and it had millions and millions and millions of views. Now, some of the people that viewed it will never become Oracle customers or maybe they'll grow up and they'll become Oracle customers, you know, 10 years from now. However, with that rising tide, like all the website traffic went through the roof. All of our social channels were blowing up. Now some of the some of the traffic was intended in customers and some wasn't. But either way, we also got a lot of the customers that we wanted. And we also changed the way that people feel about the brand because they were okay. like, oh my God, look how cool this is. And people started talking and then they're like, well, what's behind this? And so you, you, you grab them with something really fun. And then you follow up with all this substantive, cool technology that changes uh, the way they, they view the company and pulls them in for the relevant technology to eventually uh, be.
1: It makes a a ton of sense. And, And what's interesting is it breaks one of the, what you would think of as one of the golden rules like how dare you give that out without collecting an email address but this is in a world now where email email send rates and open rates are an all-time decline anyway mm-hmm. and so you know there's a good chance in the the with the attention span that you might grab that email address and the email that you send that has the document the pdf or the whatever they might not even see that
2: well i you know, um, i agree and then you know there's also like these things <laughs> mm-hmm. um i worked before oracle i worked for a startup in israel called Autonomo. and in israel everything is done through whatsapp mm-hmm. and, and and just the permission based marketing is a little bit different yep. we did events where the only the only way that we invited people was through whatsapp mm-hmm. and filled filled the room right so We also have to, as marketers, start thinking about how we're going to use this device, um, what permissions will will be granted to us. But back to your short attention span, I mean, I spend more time on this than I do on my laptop. Mm -hmm. And so there are going to be new environments um, in in which we engage. And I think that, that we have to think mobile first in all of our marketing.
1: Yeah, I completely agree with that. Something that before we move on from Oracle that has my heart. I was an Oracle customer in the past. Maybe i will be an Oracle customer again in in the future, but it's it's the boat. The boat.
2: The the
1: sailboat has a place in my heart forever. Um, That That boat is amazing. Tell me about like throughout your career, what have been the different resources, the different people, the different groups that have really helped you throughout your career? And then uh, after this episode, for whoever's listening, where's the best place for somebody to follow you to be able to keep in touch?
2: Okay. No matter who you are, no matter where you are in your career, it is very, very important to have mentors. And I have I have picked mentors, people that I've met who I've been really impressed with that I approached and asked if they would mentor me. And every single one of my i would like you could call them a big break in my career big movements have been from a mentor saying i'm going to refer you into this role in one case it was a mentor referring me into his role
1: uh-huh.
2: Uh, In other cases, making introductions saying, you know, it's time for you to step it up. I'm going to introduce you to the CEO. And that led to uh, an incredible job. I think one of the most important things you can do for yourself is surround yourself with great mentors who will be there to, um, if any, like look at your marketing plans, help you think through a challenge or advise you and look out for you in your career. Uh, Again, no matter where you are, in your career, um, no matter what it is that you're doing, surrounding yourself with mentors is one of the best things you can do for yourself.
1: Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And you know, a lot of people when they're looking for mentors, or I've also often been asked, you know, how do you go out and find that mentor? Like for me, the the best mentors throughout my career have actually been some of the people that are already around me. It's not mm-hmm. where you know some people think you know they have to go reach out to this incredible person that they don't know and convince them to become a mentor. When more often than not, like they're already in your network.
2: They, they, in, in all of the ones that I've had over the years, they were right there.
1: Right.
2: And and I think we were already in that mode. And I I even said, you "Can be my mentor?" And and like, answer I've us? "I've already been doing already that." Am, <laughs> but now it's <let's> <laughs> it official. And yeah. yes, you can find me on LinkedIn. I'm happy to if someone has a question or they need some mentoring or some advice, uh, I'm pretty responsive. So feel free to reach out to me on LinkedIn. Vincent, it was really fun to meet you. Thank you for having me.
1: An absolute pleasure to have you. Thank you so much. So follow Lisa on LinkedIn. The URL is up on your screen. And I hope you have a great rest of your day. You too. All right. Take care.
0: This has been Destination CMO, hosted by Vincent FanFan. Because marketing careers are often highly specialized and rarely linear. Destination CMO invites senior marketers to share stories and insights from their professional journey. If you liked this episode, join the community by following us on social media. We have links to all our platforms in the show notes. And join us next time for the most important stories in business and tech, explained through the lens of a senior marketer. Thanks for listening to Destination CMO. This podcast is produced by Caroline Pickens and the team at Fresh Picked Studio. For more information, go to freshpickedstudio.com.